Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I seek to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet, so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, discover the life God created us for, lives of purpose, peace, and abundance, rooted in the hope that with God's grace and mercy, we can become the living, breathing, wonder-working saints that the world so desperately needs. Hello, and welcome to episode 204 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and today's conversation, as we're beginning a new year, is all focused upon resolutions, a plan of life, and especially how do we live out our baptismal call? I really try to help you be able to find your priority, not priorities, but priority, and also to give you the food for the head, heart, hands, and feet that will help you be able to do something to take that step forward so that you can respond to your call to greatness, to be able to give it your best, and to be able to be like the three wise men who went home another way after their encounter with Christ. And I hope that our conversation today will do the same for you. So enjoy, and see you on the flip side. Hey, Christina Simmons with Say Yes to Holiness here with just a quick reminder to make sure to subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And also that way so you get notifications and if you're listening to, on your favorite podcast platform, make sure to like and save this as one of your favorites. So that way you are going to get notified anytime I drop a new episode. So without further ado, let's jump into our food for the head, heart, hands, and feet. Our food for the head comes from St. Padre Pio. He writes, The harm that comes to souls from the lack of reading holy books makes me shudder. What power spiritual reading has to lead to a change of course and to make even worldly people enter into the way of perfection. One of the biggest things that we are beginning a new year right now, if you're listening along with me as, as I'm releasing episodes, and we have just begun a new calendar year. And one of the biggest things, of course, that everybody does or tries to do usually is some sort of resolution. One of the things about resolutions is sometimes we make them so grand that we kind of miss the mark because there's no way that we're going to be able to do that. And in a couple of newsletters ago, um, I talked about how it is that you can make a SMART goal. You can make something that's very specific, measurable, and it is associated with what it is that you desire to achieve. It And also it's time bound is one of the biggest things is that it's for a limited amount of time. So what I try to do is I try to encourage people to make one small change, 1% increase over the course of a year, okay, even if you only do 1% better each and every day, over the course of time, it compiles to be like 37% better, something like that. So the fact is, is that even if you fail 364 days and one time, 1% different, it's still 1% 
better than where you were. So going back to this whole idea of spiritual reading, so often we'll say, oh, I want to read, you know, uh, you know, Thomas Merton's uh, Seven Story Mountain, or I want to read Teresa of Avila's, you know, Interior Castle or her Ways to Perfection, or I want to, you know, read uh, any of the great classics that are out there that, you know, the city of God, um, you know, and, you know, again, I'm kind of fumbling here because there's so many good books out there that we could attend to. But how often what happens is that we pick one because somebody told us to pick it, which is good. It's good for us to recommend things, but then it just isn't the right thing for us right now. So what I'm going to suggest is kind of a uh, you know, a compromise, you might say. And a compromise is not a bad thing. Rather, it's about doing what you can when you can. So what I suggest for you is to look at the different books that have been recommended to you. And I know that you've had books recommended. If you are looking for books, go to my website, sayyestoholiness.com, and uh, you can you can find a list of recommended books, um, you know, for spiritual reading. Um, also on ChristinaSimmons.com, you can find find similar. So go and look at a book, and then really reflect: What kind of book do I need right now? Do I need to read something about prayer? Uh, maybe Teresa Avila is the place to start, or uh, is it about growing in my habits and in my virtue? Well, maybe St. Francis de Sales' Introduction to the Devout Life is the place to start. Or it could be, you know, a, a whole bunch of different things. Uh, could be, I want to learn more about the Mass. I want to, you know, really be able to delve into Eucharistic adoration. And there's all sorts of books that are out there that have been written by those who have come before, in particular by saints, that can help us. St. Alphonsus Liguori, uh, last year, I uh, did two different, um, you know, books uh, where I read them aloud, you know, and then, uh, you know, share a little reflection in a, in a daily resolution. And the first one was by St. Alphonsus Liguori, The Twelve Steps to Salva Holiness and Salvation. And the other one uh, was uh, The Soul of the Apostolate by Dom Jean-Baptiste Chattard. If that's an easier way for you to do it, then go and sign up and listen to those. Those are available on the YouTube channel. Um, you can look for them, um, and uh, then you're able to watch and listen each and every day and get through those books in an audio way, if that's easier. What I'm trying to tell you is, is that as St. Padre Pio, not me, but St. Padre Pio is trying to tell you there's power in spiritual reading to us making the commitment to spend, even if it's only, only five minutes a day of spiritual reading. You sit and you read a paragraph, and then you spend time with it. That has power. And as he says, it can make even worldly people, people enter into the way of perfection. And that's what we're desiring. That is our goal. You know, St. Padre Pio, you know, talked about, um, you know, here about the fact of when we don't read holy books. Um, and, you know, this is something that we need to be attentive to, that 
we have to open ourselves up to what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to give us, what graces he wants to give us. And these very often come through other people. This is how the Holy Spirit works. Holy Spirit doesn't all the time directly tell us, but he'll use other people. He'll use his instruments in order to bring about his will. So one of the biggest things that you can do is to commit to making it a habit to do spiritual reading. So kind of simple when you get right down to it of it's the choice to read or not to read. Sorry, Shakespeare. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. So it's to read or not to read. And the choice is yours. Our food for the heart comes from Father Jacques Philippe. The Spirit of God is a spirit of peace, and he speaks and acts in peace and gentleness, never in tumult and agitation. What's more, the motions of the Spirit are delicate touches that don't make a great noise and can penetrate our spiritual consciousness only if we have within ourselves a sort of calm zone of silence and peace. If our inner world is noisy, and agitated, the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit will find it very difficult to be heard. If we want to recognize and follow the Spirit's motions, it is of the greatest importance to maintain a peaceful heart in all circumstances. That is a quote that you can find on page 37 of Father Jacques Philippe's book, In the School of the Holy Spirit, and I highly recommend that book. So if you're looking for spiritual reading, there's another great one for you. Um, but I want to focus on the fact that if we are going to respond and live out our baptismal call, which was what we just celebrated you know, we celebrate Epiphany, and then we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. And so often we kind of just roll over the whole idea of I'm baptized to be priest, prophet, and king. We might get the idea more, more fully about the reality that we are adopted sons and daughters of God as a result of our baptism. We might actually you know, uh, hold on to, uh, rightfully so, the fact that all of our sins have been forgiven um, at our baptism. And then from then on, then if we write, you know, we use the sacrament of confession, reconciliation properly, then we can always be having those sins wiped away so that that way we're able to continue on our journey towards holiness without all this baggage that we're having to hang on to. But we have to be at peace. And if we're at peace, then we're able to recognize God's spirit in our midst. If we're not at peace, then we're not going to hear it. Father Jacques, you know, tells us beautifully here, you know, the Holy Spirit is one of peace and gentleness. He's never going to make a big old noise. Instead, we have to cultivate that interior life, that place of the heart of where the Holy Spirit is going to be able to just gently nudge or be able to whisper because God is always whispering. But so often our lives are so noisy. There's so much that's going on 
that we're distracted or we can't hear him. And this is why we have to cultivate this zone of kind of calm interiority um, where we have a peaceful heart. And when we have a peaceful heart, we experience peace in our lives. And we have to strive to maintain it, no doubt, especially in all sorts of circumstances. Um, and as we do this in our capacity to be able to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we'll continue to increase. And then we're able to continue to pray even better. Um, and we can speak truth to others and love as God desires us to each day. That is the essence of being priest, prophet, and king. Uh, that is what we are to be as baptized sons and daughters of God. One of the biggest challenges into the midst of that, of course, is just the fact of what are my priorities. I heard a great reminder, or I should say I read a great reminder, about the fact that priority, a priori, which is the, the Latin, okay, is speaking of one priority. In our world today, we speak about priorities, but this is where we kind of fall by the wayside. What happens is, is that we have too many priorities, and you can't have more than one. Now, a lot of people might be going, well, my job is a priority, my family is a priority, my spouse is a priority, and yes, they are, but you need to rank them appropriately. Number one, I would hope, especially if you're listening to this podcast, number one would be your relationship with God. That's your first priority. That is the priority. It's what the phrase putting first things first is all about. If we put first things first, if we put our relationship with God first, then the rest of what he has entrusted to us, then those will fall into place. So often we have the wrong priorities. Actually, we have the wrong priority might have God first, but we're not living that. That's why we are spending time in prayer and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us so that we can make sure that we are in alignment with what we say our priority is. And then from there, what are the priorities that God lines up for us, that he lays out and says, because of your baptism, because of your state of life, because this is the mission, your vocation that I have entrusted to you, this is what I want you to be about. And then we go about those things. But in order to hear any of that, we have to be a person of peace. We have to be calm interiorly. We have to have that peaceful heart. And in the midst of doing that, then we will experience peace in our lives. But that only comes from cultivating this zone of silence and peace in your life. We have to strive to have an inner world that's not all noisy and agitated, but instead is calm and is quiet and is peaceful. Our food for the hands comes from St. Therese of Lisieux. She has a simple aspiration here that she shares. Jesus, help me to simplify my life by learning what you want me to be and becoming 
that person. Wow. That that in itself is a is a phenomenal resolution for an entire year, isn't it? Help me simplify my life by learning what you want me to be and becoming that person. I'd say that's a lifetime resolution. But regardless, you know, when we are looking to make changes in our lives, we make resolutions. And we shouldn't be afraid of resolutions just because we failed at them before. I tell you that if you haven't failed, then you haven't tried. And if you haven't failed, then you don't have an opportunity to learn, so then you can be successful in the future. How many times did Thomas Edison fail at creating a filament that would hold light? I don't know the exact answer. You can Google it, but the fact is, is that it was, you know, pretty, you know, a whole bunch of times. And he kept going. We have to do the same thing. The only difference between uh, a saint and a sinner is that a sinner keeps trying. And, you know, and that's what how you describe a saint. A saint is a sinner who keeps trying. That's Saint Jose Maria Escriva. We need, okay, to continue to persevere. Even if we have been unsuccessful in the past, we need to prepare ourselves through that failure to be successful. One of the most important things I've ever seen that is of value, you know, for being able to uh, make real change in my life has been to create space for something else. We might not know exactly what that is. So case in point, um, you know, for me, I was trying to carve out and create space so that I could finish my Catholic leadership puzzle book. And I was working towards that in order to be able to have that space and then to be able to do, because it's like a good, you know, three month period of editing and, you know, finalizing and doing, you know, some rewrites and stuff to get the final draft together because I have the, the basic content, you know, but to really put it all together. And I was carving out that space and I was doing that. I was saying no to particular things that would take creative energy and take time. And into the midst of that, you know, I'm trying to simplify my life to create space. Um, and in the process, then, you know, I'm doing this at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And then a cancer diagnosis shows up for my husband. So that, of course, is taking priority, you know, is taking precedence over my finishing my book. However, into that, there's been peace. And it's because our Lord was preparing, without me knowing, he was preparing me and our family to be able to have peace and quiet so that we're able to respond to this situation in a much better way than we would have otherwise. So one of the biggest things that we can do, and I pray that your family doesn't have to, to deal with a, a huge, severe medical you know, uh, diagnosis in your lives, but if we are being attentive to, as St. Therese of Lisieux talks about, simplifying our lives so that we can learn more fully what God wants us to be and then to be that person. 
then we are going to find true joy. So one of the things that I suggest for you is to begin to create space in your life so that when the Holy Spirit is asking of you of something, then you're able to respond. Because if our plate is full, we got no room for the, for the gifts, the graces, whatever it is that God desires to give you in order to help you become the saint that he's created you to be. And that's who we got to become. Don't forget, the obstacle is the way. It is by saying yes that we are able to become exactly who God created us to be. But first, we have to learn what that is. And to do that, we need a simplified life with some space to be able to receive what it is that God desires to give us. Our Food for the Feet comes from Father Thomas Dubay from his book, Fire Within. He writes, While St. Teresa was well acquainted with methods of meditation and wished her young nuns to be instructed in them, she emphatically insisted that the primary need for beginners is not to find the ideal method, but to do God's will from moment to moment throughout the day which is probably the last thing that the beginner thinks is primary. Her thought is strong and unambiguous. Quote, the whole aim of any person who is beginning prayer, and don't forget this, because it is very important, should be that he work and prepare himself with determination and every effort to bring his will in conformity with God's will. She then adds that, quote, it is the person who lives in more perfect conformity who will receive more from the Lord and be more advanced on this road of prayer. End quote. So, if we are looking at how can we live out the fullness of our baptismal promises, how can we truly respond to that call? Well, this is key. St. Teresa gives us the key to unlock that door. And what's that door? It's to seek to do God's will moment to moment throughout the day. And when we do this, when we abandon ourselves to him, then we're going to find that we're able to receive more than we can ever imagine from God. And in the process, we've become more advanced in prayer because we're in more intimate union with him. This is what prayer is. Don't forget, and St. Teresa said this as well. She said prayer is simply a conversation with God. So if we are in union with his will for us, if we're in conformity with what he's asking of us, of course our prayer is going to be more advanced because we are listening for that small, still voice. We are listening and we are responding with joy. We're doing it quickly and with practice, we do it easily. This is the essence of virtue. This is how it all ties together. This is what we are striving for. One of the biggest things that can help us be in conformity with God's will for us from moment to moment throughout the day is to craft a plan of life. 
or a rule of life, whichever you want to call it. This is not so that your uh, life is scripted out minute by minute, but rather so that you have the structure upon which you can hang the priority and then have God set up the precedence of what the rest of your priorities are so that that way you're able to respond to them and not neglect them. This is what a plan of life does. A plan of life allows you to do this. It allows you to be attentive to your whole self. It allows you to be attentive to your spiritual life, to your human needs that you have. You got to eat, you got to you know drink, you got to take a shower, etc. Okay? It also helps you be attentive to your family and your friends, those who God has placed in your life. It helps you be attentive to your intellectual formation. You need to continue to grow so that you can come to know yourself, so that you can come to know who it is that God is calling you to be. It allows you to be able to be attentive to the particular mission that God has entrusted to you so that you can go and fulfill it. A plan of life allows you to truly enjoy all of what is beautiful and good and true in the world. A plan of life allows for that. It allows for that because it gives you an awareness, and that's the first step of discernment, an awareness of how it is that you're spending your time and how you would like to be spending your time. So it gives you that understanding so you know why you aren't getting the things done or doing the things that you most enjoy and bring you happiness, you know, because you're spending your time in a way that you aren't aware of. So to just sit down and to do a plan of life is one of the keys that we can use. Many times we don't do this because we're afraid or we're lazy or we have bad habits that we don't want to overcome. I encourage you to trust, to do exactly what St. Teresa tells us to do to entrust yourself to God, and to live in conformity with his desire for you. Don't be afraid. Our God is one who loves you and desires nothing but abundance. Jesus came so that we might have life and have it abundantly. We are called to greatness. We have been baptized. So go, give your best, do your best, and then follow the lead of the three wise men and go home another way. Go home differently. Your home being the one that we're working towards that we are accompanying one another on this journey for, which is all the way to eternity, to heaven, to be able to be the saints that we are created to be. And we do that by learning to live out our baptismal promises as priest and prophet and king. And we can only do that if we keep before ourselves that vision of who it is that we are and why we've been given the, brace, the graces that were given to us at our baptism. We need to do everything in our power to try and set the world on fire with God's love and not be daunted by any challenges, difficulties, works, privations, sacrifices, or suffering. 
Remember, as I just said before, the obstacle is the way. The obstacle that is before you is not one that you have to undertake or try to overcome without God. He is with you. If we are striving constantly and single-mindedly in union with him who loves us beyond measure, then we will be able to live out the fullness of our baptismal call, to be able to live out and use those graces as we are God's beloved sons and daughters. So what might be some resolutions that you could take from our conversation today? Well, one of the first is to begin that habit of spiritual reading. Either begin or deepen your commitment to reading books that are truly going to nourish your inner life, your deepest desires, your soul. So make a commitment and resolve to do that and pick a book or if you need some help in that and you would prefer to listen to audio, go ahead and check out the couple of online retreats that I did last year with St. Alphonsus Liguori's book, uh, 12 Steps to Holiness, as well as uh, Dom Jean-Baptiste Chattard's book, Soul of the Apostolate. You can find both of those in the podcast or on the YouTube channel. Another resolution is really strive to create space. Create space either through your time or in your physical environment by getting rid of things and creating that space. Um, But also create that space within your heart and mind so that the graces of the Lord, uh, that the Lord desires to give you, he's able to give you because you're not a full cup, but rather are open to whatever it is that he desires to give you. And the final resolution would actually help you to do those other two resolutions, but it's to really ask God to help you bring your will into conformity with his. And the easiest way to do this is to pray the rosary. Ask Mary, ask the angels and saints to come and to help you, to guide you, to give you the strength and the encouragement to be able to bring your will into union with God's. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please leave me a voicemail using the link in the podcast show notes. Or you can visit my website at sayyestoholiness.com or send me an email at christinasimmons at gmail.com. I look forward to the opportunity to continue the conversation we've begun here today. In the interim, please know my continued prayers for you and your loved ones, especially that each of us may continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness as we tell the master of death, not today. I look forward to having a conversation with you again soon. God bless.